once upon a time, a few basketball crazy individuals from UP Diliman decided that one day it was time to share their topics, their conversations uh, to the rest of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Javi Palanya. With me are Migs Peralta, Juanito Gregorio, and Luis Boot. We are the voice of the sixth man from the fifth stand. This is Standing Room Only PH. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again to another episode of, again, Standing Room Only PH. Tonight, we have very special guests. But before that, um, as, as you guys know, that we, the UAP just canceled the whole of season 83. And um, we have two um, very um, visible personalities in the UAP scene with us tonight. But before we go into that again, Migs, I'll give the floor to you to give us a recap about our last uh, episode. Right. So last week, we also interviewed a very prominent UAP figure in Anton Rojas as he shared his insights in um, the current progress of the Gilas Filipinas basketball team, um, NBA updates, uh, PBA updates, and also his own experiences from being a freelance uh, sportscaster to one of the league, uh, one of the leading um, newscasters, sportscasters in the country. So we were able to get to learn more about him and his whole experience and also his insights with whatever's coming up in terms of basketball. All right. Thank you, Migs. And to have the honor of introducing our guests for tonight, Juanito, take it away. So I just want to introduce the guests. Firstly, of course, from our beloved UP Deliman. She's been our courtside reporter the last year. Uh, hi and welcome, Yanni. Hey, <laughs> thanks for what's having... up? Thank you for having right, me, guys. Second... Oh, the honor is ours, Yanni. Uh, second, uh, from Ateneo, just our neighbor. Um, she's been in the UAP for two years. I think she's one of the veterans in the UAP. Um, we actually also want to welcome uh, Franny Reyes. Hi, Franny. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. All right, welcome, uh, Franny and Yanni. So, as mentioned, um, so the title of this episode is well, it's about perspective. So, we started this podcast because we love the UAP. We're big fans, and we always dreamed about playing. But when that wasn't real, we thought about being in the court side. And you guys were the closest to the action every time, being the court side reporters for two prominent teams. So, the first question would be, what was it like? What was your journey in becoming a UAP courtside reporter? Like, how did that happen? Let's start with Yanni first. Um, sorry. Okay, for me, uh, my journey being courtside was very unexpected. But um, I guess people thought that I uh, that it would eventually happen to me. So, uh, in college, I'm more of a host, or I'm more of like the girl who goes to broadcast communication who talks a lot. So throughout my stay in college, I would hear people say, oh, why don't you audition for courtside? And I didn't think that, like, I didn't think that I was able to do it. Because when you hear courtside, parang wow, ABS-CBN, wow, like the first one on TV. So uh, in my last year, I was just like, ah, wag na, tana, let's go na. <laughs> Wala naman akong, ano, I don't lose anything. So might as well learn na lang throughout the journey because I know na, when you audition, you're already learning then. So, um, lo and behold, I was able to get in, thankfully. And I just think like every moment and every second of being able to tell the stories of the athletes. And I'm fortunate enough to be in a batch that 
parang ano, very, nage-excel talaga yung batch. And we have something, we always look up to the people who were there before and we're not afraid to ask questions. So we learned a lot from the people before us, especially sa mga artists namin, like, like Franny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So oh, yeah, um, what I got there was so if you're a girl or boy in a UAP school and your friends say that you talk a lot, might as well audition oh, for courtside reporter. <laughs> go for it. Use your no, talents, diba? right? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Annie. How about you, Franny? How did you become a courtside reporter? Um, I think it started at a very young age. Um, I grew up watching the UAP. Um talked about this many times I guess I came from like a fan standpoint of um, also getting to watch my cousin play and that really um, fasted like how much I enjoyed coming to these games even though I didn't really understand what was happening before now I do but um, people would my friends would joke with me saying uh, you'll be courtside reporter in the future and I never really took it seriously but I was always open to it. Then come college, when it was my second year, I was already, I was actually all set to do my junior term abroad. I had like a school and everything. I worked super hard to have the grade so that I could do a semester abroad. And I was like all set to go to Madrid. And then my friend, one of the managers of the team told me, now is your shot to just try. And I figured, you know, it there's no there's no there's nothing to lose. So I just went for it. And it was a very hard process. But I guess things happen for a reason and I'm lucky enough that I got to do two years. Um it was unexpected in that sense, but I guess it was like manifested from when I started watching. Rani, you mentioned that you were watching your cousin growing up. Well, who's this uh, cousin of yours? So my cousin is Jai Reyes, Dynamite number five. Mm-hmm. I was watching him in Norman Black's era, you know, the sight of the five peaks, all those things. <laughs> nice, nice, days. For sure, she made the number one fan yet. <laughs> Ateneo era that time. Nung panahon na yun, nasa upper AL, minumura ko si Rico Meyerhofer. Kaya siya na, te- kaya siya na double technically. Iminit ulo niya sa fans. Ano yun? <laughs> Actually, I was gonna ask you guys, no? you talked about your stages and entering the the courtside reporter scene. I remember when we interviewed sila Jaime and si Migs, they were sharing yung funny experiences nila or memorable experiences on the application process itself. So, um, could you also share your own um, uh, mem- most memorable experience, whether it's for the good or for the less good? <laughs> so, uh, Franny, you can go ahead. Memorable experiences. Um, my, my application process was rough, I think. Um, one fun yet. It was hard, honestly. Like, I don't know how much of it I can talk about, but I remember feeling, I remember doubting myself a lot because I wasn't sure if 
you know, it was going to work out for me um, because when we thought they were going to announce the courtside reporters, they ended up doing one more round. And it was tough, but it was nice when we finally got to talk, when we finally got to do the workshop. So we actually got to listen to Angelique Manto and Nico Ramos. So the con- the workshop with Nico was really good because he gave us his perspective as, you know, someone who went through it all. He started as a courtside reporter, then his early days as a um, anchor and the where he's at now. So there's a lot of learning. It's still a process of learning. Um, and then for us, like for us in season 81, who were able, who were given the opportunity to try for season 82, we actually found out kind of, I think later than to Nayani that they would be doing vlogs. So I don't remember the timeline, but I remember they just told us out of nowhere, like, hey, if you guys want to attend, can you make a vlog about the team? And I think it was like a week. We had to pass it in a week. So I was like freaking out. And I called like um, one of the team managers, like, I need to go to one of your practices now. <laughs> and they're like, why? I was like, I'm going to vlog? But they they were nice enough to let me and then it worked out in the end. <laughs> Alala ko yung vlog nung Ateneo team na yun. Gets ko na. Sobrang, sobrang parang kenkoy lang eh. Sobrang happy-happy lang ganun. Parang parang di talaga sila nag-training. Parang enjoy-enjoy lang yung vlog na yun. I, I guess if it if it was rushed, it, it did work out very well. Because it really showed the brotherhood and yung fun side of the training. I guess wala pa si Coach Tab na sinisigawan sila. Just kidding. <laughs> So how about you, Yanni, your experiences um, with uh, the application process? So what they tell us is that every application process is kind of unique to the batch. And we had, I think, I don't know, like parang medyo fast-paced yung amin because I think the application process was a bit delayed. Um, yeah. Like, Diba? I don't know I don't know why it was delayed. Tapos ang dami pang ano, ang dami pang additional stuff like the vlogging. Pero we ended up like everyone was wondering, oh, kailan na yung audition process ganun ganun. And then parang a month later na siya um nag-arise sa social media and um TV. And the first thing that we had to do was to submit a video. Uh I'm not sure if they also did that before kasi iba, iba nga yung like batch namin ngayon. And actually, I'm not sure. I don't know, Franny, if you guys submitted a video or... I think for... No, no, no. For us, we didn't have to submit a video yet. Mm-mm. So uh, we had to submit... Um, for us, it was two videos prior to actually going to the actual interview. And everything was so crammed or like fast-paced that uh, parang after a few days, you could uh, you get results na... And, Actually, it was such a blur for me because I was just like, okay, let's go. Next round, next round. I really couldn't remember a lot of it because it was just a month or a month and a half. But uh, what's funny about it, uh, recently I just looked at my previous video that I submitted. And I, I, oh my gosh, guys. But I was like, I'm not sure what I'm doing. But I'm not sure what Right? And you watch your old stuff? You're just kind of uh, like, ooh. Kaya nga, ayaw ko panoorin yung mga first videos namin eh. <laughs> so, wow. Constant basura naman tayo. <laughs> 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 so, yun. Um, 
that w- the audition process for me was I guess it was a real blur because it after like two to three days we're doing something else naman but I just remember parang uh, crash coursing the different sports and asking so many people um, about it with my organizations just really studying it and like long nights talaga understanding the technical stuff so yeah that was the audition process for me so in other words you could maybe say that uh, the audition process or the application process was kind of like a crash course uh, a mini crash course into courtside reporting oh yeah like wow mind blown <laughs> yeah Nisa, did your batch have the the diagnostic test We didn't have a diagnostic test, but we had to we vlog. We had a diagnostic test. Our diagnostic test was like, what's front court, what's back court, what's an end one, name three key players from your team, and then you answer, and then when you get inside, they're like, why are they key players? And then you have um, to defend yourself. Ooh, it's fun, but I don't want to go through it again. <laughs> yung ginawa sa batch namin, there was a... a I think it was also done sa batch ni Franny. There was a camera inside also. Pero yeah. I think usually daw, uh, you do a report or something. Pero for us, they were like, oh, what, if you're in your school, what would you vlog about? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm in Area 2. You like Mango Graham? I like Mango Graham too. <laughs> It's so funny. But after that, sabi ni Tito Miko sa akin, sabi ko, dami kong sinabi, hindi ko alam ko Hindi kami guys, simple lang ang dream namin. No? Masabihan lang din kami ni Tito Miko ng good job at matawag namin siya Tito Miko. Masaya mm. na kami. Kahit gumanan lang siya sa atin eh. Kahit ganun. <laughs> so if, if ever po you're watching, hello po, we are, we just want a wave, a good job and to be able to call you Tito Miko even just once in our life, we'll be happy already. Please, everyone, Tito Miko, don't worry. Okay. Okay. Yan. <laughs> Kilig si Manito eh. Close to tuloy tayo ngayon. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's move on, Franny and Yanni. So, um, as as courtside reporters, you have to build a certain rapport with uh, the players, the coaching staff, and other uh, members of the team organization. What were the steps that you guys uh, took to establish uh, that relationship with these people? Um, Yanni, I think you can go first. Um, for me, uh, it was... It was kind of challenging i think in my end because i went in actually i went in prior to them introducing me so i was just hanging around um i know some of the team managers na prior because they're mostly from my organization sa up and they're the only ones who are like talking to me pero the others would just pass me by you know parang oh there's another person in practice kind of and i was there while they were doing a shoot for one of their sponsors it's so funny because Um, whenever they come in, I was just like, ah. <laughs> I felt like I was a 12-year-old in the midst of, you know, giants. <laughs> oh, that's that person. Oh, that's, I know. So, that was my reaction. And then, there, and then actually, Jerson was beside me. He was the first person that I was able to interact with. He was like, why are you so starstruck? It's so funny. And then, and then Um, one of our team managers said, eh, kasi naman dati naman, di naman kayo superstars. Ngayon, kilalang-kilala na yung ano. Uh. Parang, <laughs> nainis siya. <laughs> Daming sinabi. Pero it was such a, it was such a fun, um, parang welcoming. I was also able to play 
um Super Mario Bros with uh one of the players tinuruan niya ako kasi the sponsors brought in like a PS4 I think to entertain them while everyone was taking photos um ours then was that's for basketball it was also a really short season compared to before so it was overwhelming for the most part because you're supposed to connect to these players but you didn't have like a really long time to do so so i was trying to balance that i'm not sure if it was successful but i was able to get the stories so <laughs> yeah even when it's a volleyball and cheer dance i had more time to interact with them i had like two months for volleyball because the season kept on getting postponed so that was fun yeah Parang mas okay pala yung, yung maiksi lang yung time to prepare, no? Kasi natutuloy pa yung season. <laughs> oh, ah! <laughs> oh, grabe, Sad! Grabe. <laughs> I mean, not, not, not anyone's fault. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, Yanni, um, your, your entry into the team when the team was already like an emerging contender in basketball also um, got, boded well for your career moving forward. How about you, Franny? Um, how what what were the steps that you took to uh, get close to the players, the coaching staff? Um, for me, I think the number one thing I believe in in terms of courtside, um, or I think any job that you take on is dapat marunong kang makisama. Like it's very important that you respect how the dynamics in the team or like what their dynamics are. Um, when they speak, when they don't speak, when it's like a pure focus. So for me, um, I think for basketball, it was easier. Um, I already knew people from the managers. Um, I was friends with some players prior to becoming quite sad. So when I showed up, they kind of helped me. Um, and they were like, they introduced me. And... I think for me, it was important that I didn't show that I was like scared of the basketball flying and possibly hitting me. And it was a lot of um, joining them um, when they weren't practicing on the court. So even if they were just um, chilling on the benches or if we're all having dinner after training, I think all those things helped me. Um, And I think they also... Like, they got comfortable with me because I respected the dynamic and they really appreciated that I didn't force them to talk to me if they didn't want to. And um, with the volleyball team, it was a little harder. Um, they In season 81, they had a new coach and it was the last year of Bayadel, of Maddie. So there was, of Kim Hekeliana too. So there was all this pressure on them. And um, admittedly, I didn't get I didn't get them to warm up to me as fast as the basketball team. But I again had I I don't want them to feel like um, my reports were more important than you know what it is to them, which is a competition. Um, it's their game, and in the end, that really worked out because I was able to flesh out some really good stories for them. And really like get or tell the story that in a way that they feel they were 
we felt they were respected, you know. Yeah. Can I I want to add then to what Franny said. Like um naging kalad ka rin ako dito, guys. Like I did, as in I was such a before courtside, I was such a tell my parents one week before going out or whatever and they have to know who my friends are. Pero because of this, you really have to be flexible with their time like uh sila yung priority. So I was able to go to like different places and just on the day itself or like a, a, the night before, doon na lang nila sasabihin, oh, we're going there. So, oh, sama-sama, ganun. Because the stories are really great at those kind of ano, um, gatherings. And something, yun nga, I, I think um, when they pick the court sites, they really want to see people who value like the privacy then of that person and like to uh, like value consent and asking them, oh, can I interview you? Or, can this be in the report or just tell me if it can't be in the report kasi minsan you're interviewing them and then ang dami na nilang sinabi tapos parang ikaw, pwede ba to? Are you sure? <laughs> pwede ba talaga to sabihin? <laughs> so, yeah, you, k- kailangan tansya pero when in doubt, you can just ask them is it okay or um, is it something that you want the people to know or not? I have a question for both of you guys. No, uh, I thought about it when Yanni talked about you see Jerson nagulat siya na famous na sila because they were already winning games and you know they went to the finals the year before. So I guess for you, Yanni, you're probably the first courtside reporter in a long time na pumapasok yung yung UP as favorites or as league contenders in the UAP. Uh-huh. So, what's the experience there like? And I guess on the other side probably of things, for only, Fran- probably the only. <laughs> wala, wala pa siguro yes. courtside reporter no panahon nila Benji para no, sa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to just to turn the question around, for Franny's side, naman, you entered in from as courtside reporter from a school na ayoko naman magyabang guys pero from a school na sanay manalo from <laughs> a school na maraming nanonood ayoko naman eh pwede mo namang sabihin pwede mo namang sabihin pwede mo namang okay lang no holds bar tayo as a Ateneo fan lahat yan binubusisi mo yung paglalaro ng player pati pagsagot ng courtside reporter sinaano mo rin yan magaling yung courtside reporter namin Ateneo yun eh so pasali for you so oh for sure for sure kasi nung, nung season na si Franny yung ano, courtside reporter, hindi ako nakakukuha ng ticket. So, lagi ako nanonood sa TV. So, in fairness. Oh, no! Fairness. But anyway, anyway, so how was that like? How was the the pressure of being courtside reporter like for that kind of system for you guys? I guess we can start with Franny naman first. First, I had to get through the pressure of Coach Tab. I will never forget my first conversation with Coach Tab. I had like my notebook with all my questions and then I was prepared to record him and then um, I, I interviewed him. It lasted longer than I thought it would because Coach Tab has a lot to say and a lot of insightful things to share. And then after, when I was like, thanks Coach, thanks for the interview, and then he said, um, you did a good job. I like the questions. Oh. I found that I was able, uh-huh. I think I was able to like answer blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, is, is he grading my interview, my first ever <laughs> conversation with him? But after that, um, I think I was able to, I think that helped knowing that, okay, at least, you know, Coach Tab 
doesn't think I don't know what I'm saying. But um, I guess dealing with the pressure of like a school that takes a lot of pride in the UAAP mm. and its teams. Um, for me, I had to learn um, early on, you know, people are always going to say something, especially the old 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 you know the guys you know the ones the ones who watch the games and then and there's just no pleasing them and sometimes it's really about um only listening to the people on your team so that uh the broadcast team i relied on boom and Tito miko and miko ramos to help me um develop my voice and to really develop my report to a standard that I'm pretty okay with. I don't know because I think I can still do better. And once I get their support on it, it's also trusting the team to tell me. So this can be coaches, um, managers, players even. Um, sometimes they like, oh, another coach tab instance. There was one time and I'm so sad that I cut him off. But then he was telling me like, Hey, I actually got to listen to your report during one of our video sessions. It was really good. And then I just, it just never, I never got to hear him say that the report was good because someone else started talking to him. But I think I also, I was surrounded by people who supported me and wanted me to look good so I could make them look good. And I think that's really all there was to it. Can I just say, na fan din ako ni Franny from her ano, courtside reports. Alam mo, pag nagdalaro Ateneo, tapos lumalamang na yung kalaban, tapos magre-report na si Franny, tapos lalamang na ulit Ateneo, tapos parang, uyo na, yun yung kailangan. Hindi ko, <laughs> ko ma-explain bakit. Hindi ko ma-explain bakit. Nalala ko pa yung FEU game last year na lamang lamang FEU at halftime. For the first time that season, na yung that 16-0 season. Tapos after the report, nag-run na. Tuloy-tuloy na yun. Sorry, sorry. Pan-pan na <laughs> That's how big of an Ateneo fan makes you. Oh, sorry, Yanni, you go ahead. <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs> and, oh, I was just like, you know, go girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Franny really is a, a really good courtside report. And we looked up to ta- Franny talaga. Like, the professionalism and all of the tips that she would give us are really valuable. So if um Coach Tab to Franny is like, good job. When Franny tells us good job, we're like, oh, ah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> mentor, pala mentor. Yeah, for sure, for sure. First day they called me Ate already. I don't think I'm the oldest one in their batch. Your batch, Yeah. Let's not get into that, na. Ibang topic na yun. Tayo talo jan, bro. Tayo talo jan. Sorry, sorry, Yanni, go ahead. Oh no. Okay, for my case, naman, um, I think something that didn't prep, that the audition um didn't really stress upon me is the fan base of you know the sports and the athletes. I mean, they'd say um just be careful with the fans, ganon ganon. Pero when you're there, na I legit, imagine a culture shock ako kasi I didn't. I mean, I didn't think people would really care about who I was, just, you know, my report. Pero, we, sobrang mema ko sa Twitter, guys. Example, sobrang mema ko sa Twitter. It's like my domain of 
mema. <laughs> and then, um, I was tweeting about something like, wala talagang sense. And then someone retweets it or someone goes, ati ani, ganun, ganun. And I'm like, huh? In Twitter, I'm just talking to a wall. Like, nobody really notices what I'm talking about. But when that happened, that's when I realized, oh, I'm supposed to um, conduct myself na rin in a certain way or I'm I have a certain amount of influence na rin on the social media realm. So something that sobrang na culture shock talaga ako is with the fans. And there was this one time na there was a fan went in practice and they started, you know, hugging us, being medyo physical. And uh, ako kasi, I'm not very used to that. But since the boys are taller, I mean, they can they can take, you know, waist hugs. But it's me, I'm like, the entire body is like, upon me <laughs> so i it's not it's not wrong naman to hug it's just means i'm not ready for to take it as a person so that fan was medyo excited um uh, understandably so what i did i went beside kobe para sabi ko kobe can i just stay here for a minute <laughs> and he was like okay why and then i go medyo na overwhelmed now kasi with the fans And then he goes, okay. So he's just there. And I know because they won't go near Kobe Paras, guys. You know, there's like, Kobe Paras has this aura. 10 feet away aura surrounding him when he wants to exude it. Diba? There are times when he's super friendly. But there are times talaga na medyo focus, focus. So dun ako tumabi. And he goes, after the fan goes away, he's like, why don't you just say no? And I'm like, what? You you can you can do that? <laughs> That's something you can do. So that's something that really overwhelmed me and kind of na culture shock talaga ako with the fans. Pero I really love the alumni ng UP because they've seen the journey and alam mo yung parang isang panalo sa game parang woo yan UP ang saya saya kahit isa. So I really love it when they're in practices and they talk about their ano their journey as a UP student and as a UP fan. So I really appreciate you, mga older alumni. Yun. And I really agree with what Franny said. Just believe in your team. Kasi ang dami ngang sinasabi externally. And I think us new courtside reporters really felt that we were um, very carried away then with what we see on social media. After our report, uh, most of us would check Twitter. We're like, oh, ano nangyari? Ano, ano na, ano sinasabi? And we're just like praying to God na it's all, it's all fine. I mean... The team naman, the broadcasting would tell us if something is wrong, but hopefully the Twitter world didn't really catch on, you know, the mistake that we did because it's medyo, medyo brutal yung, ano, yung mga yep. yung Twitter world eh. So, Definitely. Totoo. Yeah, Beto yung alsal never nawala, diba? Every CDC <laughs> lumalabas <laughs> yun sa Twitter. Diba? Cheer dance is the worst. Nobody safe pag cheer dance. Mm, dami na jail. Sobra. Sobra. <laughs> Oh uh, well, uh, wait. I think there are people who wants to ask questions. Guys, don't be shy. If you guys have questions, just put it down on the comment section, and we won't be uh, shy to ask them. No, uh, my question uh, is coming from UP and Ateneo. We all know how legendary the courtside reporters are. Like if if we were to put God tier courtside reporters, they they would definitely from from Ateneo and UP. Uh, how is the pressure for you guys coming in, knowing that from these two schools alone, uh, the courtside reporters really were successful? 
Uh, Yanni? For me, um, coming in UP, I, I, I was not... I mean, that really happens talaga. You get compared to the previous courtside reporters and it's a thing because parang siyang family line like the next one or ikaw yung anak ni ganon ganon or whatever <laughs> so yun yung feeling niya and when i went in of course the alumni were like oh you have big shoes to fill samcor wow and i know like i know i mean <laughs> we all know samcor really was super good at her job and sino si samcor ikaw talaga feeling sabi pero watching grabe So she was really able to create a connection with the players and she would visit then practice. And whenever she visits, I'm kind of like, oh my God, oh my God, ito na. She might be judging me. <laughs> she's she's going to judge me here. So when she visits, the players are really warm talaga. And she was able to create that parang relationship. But something that I learned is the people before us, they don't have that mentality of competitiveness that other people or external forces put upon us. Because they're so open to answering our questions. Kahit, like, I feel like it's really dumb na. The questions are like, well, I don't know what I'm asking, but I really just want you to talk. So I was able to have like um, lunch with Sam. Uh, she was able to take time away from her job in CNN and we had lunch. And with Nina Alvia as well, I was able to get advice then from Agatha. And Bea Fab. Umabot pa ako kay Bea Fab. Nag-message lang ako sa Instagram niya. Sabi ko, Hi Bea, I'm, I'm the courtside of UP right now. But can you get... It was the finals na. Tapos medyo, na, medyo na-pressure na ako for basketball. And I was like, what can I say? What can I say that could be finals level for UP na hindi pa nasasabi before? Because we want to keep on giving value-adding content or stories that that the fans don't know about yet. So I messaged her and then she goes, "Okay, can I call you?" And I was like, "Oh, ano? Ano mo? Call you? Ano yon?" Overnight pa to sa live because I was doing acads and as in, that's something you have to balance then as a courtside reporter. So she calls me after an event, a hosting event, and then she gives me advice. And I'm just really trying my best to absorb everything, writing everything down, because I might not have this opportunity with BFAB anymore ever again with her busy schedule. So, yeah, that's something I appreciate sa Courtside Reporter and the broadcast team environment. Super open to giving you tips. No one there is um, scary. Although they seem so at first. They seem kind of intimidating to start. But they're so friendly. <laughs> well, definitely. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm part of that uh, scary, intimidating because I'm always in practice. But I'm, I hope not. So, sana hindi kita natakot ever. <laughs> hindi, grabe. Ang saya-saya nga nitong kasama eh. Kumain pa kami sa JT's eh. Talaga dahil siya nagre-relate yung mga height, nagkakasagot. Ba't ka ganyan? Sinasabi mo pa! <laughs> About you, Franny. No? So, uh, we all know how legendary the, these uh, Atene- Ateneo courtside reporters are coming from Leah Cruz, uh, Jesse Menjo- Jesse, sorry, Jessica Mendoza, Right, these these are people we look up to ever since we were young. So, how was the pressure coming in uh, as a Nateneo courtside? Growing up, I wanted to be Jessica Mendoza. That whole like you're in the middle of this championship team. Like I remember so vividly. I think it was um 
the back-to-back in 2009 in Araneta. And then, like, everyone was celebrating. And then I just zoomed in on, like, Jessica Mendoza on the part of, like, wow. Because, like, it's not like I can experience that as a basketball player. So, as a courtside reporter, it must be nice. So, I always looked up the, the courtside reporters. And it was really nice because I got to um, talk to... I got to talk to Denise during my application process palang. And even in my first year, um, she was so nice um helping me, letting me know like how I was doing. And then I remember like I had a bit of a hard time starting with volleyball and so she was really helpful there too. I even got to talk to Marty Bautista. So it's a great community to be in. Because like Yanni said, like um the, those who came before us are always more than willing to help. I remember pa, like there was um there was one of those um IG story games and then I just mentioned Selena Dagdag as well, like um Cartier Reporters I looked up to. And then she replied and I freaked out because obviously that's Selena Dagdag. She's like in the TBA now and she's someone who I think also did really well. So it's just nice to know that um ABS-CBN Sports trusted me enough to follow in these people's footsteps and hopefully do as good a job as they did. All right. So now that we're talking about uh, mentorship, so we know we have in the UP side, Gabby Dario, Sam Corrales, Bea Fabregas, and on the Ateneo side, you have people like Laura Lehman and Marty Bautista. So if there was one particular mentor who helped you become the courtside reporter you were or are, who was that mentor and how much impact did that did that person have to you? Let's start with Franny on the top of your head. Who's that one mentor who helped you? Miko Ramos. Miko Ramos. Tito Miko Halili. Um because Miko is like he's an editor now. I will never forget um one of I think it was my first game with him. I wrote down my report. And then during the um pre-prod we're all just like, okay, okay. And then um, the director tells us, okay, so he reports to Nico. And then Nico just grabs a pen and he's just like, okay, cross this out. Your grammar here is a little wrong. Shorten this. Like he, uh, his approach is very much like an editor, but then it, to me, it made sense. And it really um, showed me how I wanted my reports to be. I wanted my reports to be straight to the point, but still... Um, were kind, were pretty descriptive, or gave you a story. And some of my favorite reports that I've ever done, um, it was with Nico, um, in the panel, and Nico helping me with my reports to make them even better than they already are. And then with Tito Miko, it's always he taught me that it's good. Um, you know, you, you sometimes you get caught up trying to report. Um, trying to get your report done in five minutes. But then Tito Miko always reminds me that, you know, you should find ways to have fun with it. Like, there was this one game where he could not get over Serdi's hair. Serdi <laughs> was going for a Korean look that one game. And he kept mentioning it the whole game. So I was like, okay, half time. I asked Serdi about it. I talked about it in my report. Like, singing it ko lang. And then Tito Miko was able to um, go off of that. And it made for a really fun broadcast. But I think those two combined was really nice because it was like um, learning how to have fun and also give 
the best report I can. And it's really nice to, um, I think they touched on this in their pod, in Nikoramas' podcast about how they don't really realize um, the things that they say or do that may be taken as mentorship by other people. In my case, um, with those two people specifically, it was my last ever game. Um, sorry to Michaela Chavez, but I kind of knew, like, I, knowing my team, <laughs> game two pa lang, I knew they weren't going to allow there to be a game three. So I went into that knowing that this is going to be my last report. Might as well make it as great as it could possibly be. And then Tito Miko, who was, I think, the game before, didn't even bother like checking it. And he was like, yeah, you, you know what you're doing. Stop it. And then I tried showing it to Nico. And Nico was also like, Granny, it's your last game. You don't need me to check it. And I was like, I don't know if they're setting me up or they just trust me. But I went with it. And it was also one of my favorite reports. So those two names really come to mind. And I will always, always be grateful for having the chance to work with them. All right. Sarap siguro no feeling no na you're confident coming into a game. Ako kasi supporting UP every game, di mo alam kung mananalo or matatalo kayo eh. Oo nga eh, parang exciting, di ba? Adventure talaga yung isang laro. Always pa, di pa nagsistart. 2pm game pa lang, alam mo, gusto na lumabas. But yeah, actually, speaking of Nico Ramos, I think everyone in this call is in awe of his talent. Like even us four in standing room only, we know how good he is. If you haven't listened to his podcast yet, which Franny touched on, please check Call to Arms podcast on Spotify. It's great content. So yeah, how about you, Yani? Do you have a Nico or Tito Miko in your life? Um. So I think we all have the broadcast team really goes out of their way to mentor all of us and to make us the best that. Um, we can be at the time. Um, for me, uh, actually, it's so funny because whenever Franny would talk about um, Nico, the first report that I did also with Nico, as in, I gave the notebook and I was kind of like, you know, okay, ano kaya gagawin niya? Then he slashed like an entire sentence. And I was like, huh? Ah, so, ganito pala si Nico um, mag-edit. Uh, just really straightforward. And um, something that I remember with him is that I would I asked them after like a report or how did I do or something like that because you really don't know how to gauge how you did um, for me unless other people tell me since I I was new and I didn't uh, find like a different gauge on my performance so uh, something that I parang journaled sabi ko I, I was asking Nico uh, how how can I improve and he said oh no you're doing a good job. And I was like, oh, I'm doing a good job, guys. <laughs> Sobrang nakakilig talaga whenever they tell you that. Because, you know, veterans actually extending their, um, expressing their gratitude and their compliments to you, that's so next level. And someone that I actually uh, default, like turn to kaagad whenever I'm doubting myself is actually Boom. Because Boom also is a DJ in magic and... I um I'm a junior jock in Magic 89.9, so actually Boom is very approachable even before pa. So um, whenever I want tips or something like that, I always like message Boom or I ask Boom, and sa mga random thoughts nang then I'm able to talk to Boom about it. So even here in the lockdown, I ask him oh because he still does interviews with Magic. He I ask him um. How do you ask interviews? How do you ask them these questions that actually go beyond like um, the 
the questions that you hear regularly in interviews. And he was able to give me tips and he gave me like 10 minutes of his time just typing all these tips out. And it's something that I really, um, that I'm really thankful for. So even though they don't, um, they don't think or they don't understand like the gravity of how, of how their words really impact us young people, sobrang nakakilig lang talaga whenever they give their time even though it's like constructive criticism or criticism that isn't um, positive it's still something that you can bounce off from and something that really pushes you forward so sila yung mga analysts anchors um si coach Ronnie sa basketball team <laughs> di ko alam minsan kung ano eh kung ano yung usapan ng ni coach Ronnie pero minsan he's like okay Yo, alam mo yung parang tatanong, magtatanong ka. I don't know if you guys have experience with Coach Ronnie. Tatanong ako and then he goes, Oh, okay. Oh, ganun. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> okay na yun for me. Kasi at least validation na. And he's like, So, anong gagawin mo sa next report? Tapos sasabihin ko, tapos gagawin siya. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's already a comment or something that I can bounce off from. Wala naman siyang sinabing uh, negative or anything other. So, I like those little moments of like seeing them or um, being able to talk to them kahit lang passing by. Those really impact us and those are already mentorship moments for us. Monito, di kita naririnig. Ikaw, bro. <laughs> Kami mo na sabi, bro, pero pwede pa ulit na lang. Ah! <laughs> 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 I want to know what you're talking about, bro. Parang ang dami mo na <laughs> Wala pa rin. I-chat, i-chat mo na lang sa amin. Kami na magtatanong. <laughs> anyway, um, just uh, when Juanito's audio comes back, I'll segue to our next question. Guys, as courtside reporters, can you take us through game day? Um, what are the rituals before the games, um, halftime, and uh, post-game? Um, what are the things that uh, are supposed to be highlighted uh, during game days? Yanni, I think we can start with you first. Okay, um, it's interesting because I think every team has their own like pre-game ritual. Ang interesting ng kay Franny, uh, later on I think she'll share it with you guys. <laughs> but for us, um, the UP team, it's when you guys go to church. <laughs> that's so funny when you ah. guys, yeah. That's something that I learned lang na they actually do like pre-game. That's so interesting. Pero for us in UP, um, I mean, so yeah, let's start with the basketball team. Um, it's interesting because whenever they tell me stories about basketball team, they always say, alam mo, sila, wala yung ganyan dati. Walang, walang ano yan. Walang oh, pagkain. Walang, hindi sila pampered. Oo, <laughs> <laughs> oo, oh, oh, ba? And actually, parang ito rin yung season na medyo nag-heighten yung uh, monetary support and support in kind for the basketball team. So even the team managers and the coaches, they're like, it's always like that. The story is always like that. So for pre-game, um, it depends per player. Pero for UP, it's usually, you know, in the bus, um, someone's playing like 
different genre of music all the time. Someone's eating. Um, for some of them, they really like playing games with their uh, consoles. I'm not sure like, with the, uh, no, the what kind of console it was. But it really differs per player. And um, parang wala, wala masyadong parang team pre-game ritual aside from actually preparing for the sport itself. They tried to do mindfulness techniques, like they had like meditation prior to the game. Um, it was something new that was in, that was introduced ng this season, season 82, and I think they were still getting used to it. Because it's medyo ano pa, parang alam yung why are we doing this? What is this for? So <laughs> that was something new for the basketball team. For the women's volleyball team, um, they had this chat that they do before uh, their game. Um, parang Oh my gosh, I don't remember the chat per se, pero they jump towards each other whenever they say it. And it was just introduced then this season kasi they learned it when they went to Japan um, sa pre-season uh, games nila. For the volleyball team ng men's, nagzuzumba sila pre-game. And alam mo, yung, it's so fun kasi yung team na um, uh, the expectations are, aren't really that high. So that's really different with the men's volleyball team ng UP. So the atmosphere is just uh, yeah party party lang tayo tapos pag nananalo wow wow congratulations everyone <laughs> but the vibe is really air it's very light and I I'm really glad I was able to see the different cultures of the the different sports and how they prepare for a game and oh my gosh pre-game lang pa pala yan marami ka pa lang half time pa diba and after Dami ko lang sinabi. <laughs> okay lang yan. Kulang, kulang. I'm sure, I'm sure gusto marinig ng mga viewers yan. So, kulang. No holds barred. Wala po Okay. Oh my goodness. Halftime. I'm just gonna run through this. Halftime for basketball. Ako, ako, I couldn't really talk to them talaga. Kasi, I feel like with the basketball team, every game is like super crucial. Because they also feel the pressure on themselves na kailangan mag-finals, kailangan manalo this season. Prior to me going in, yun na talaga yung mindset because parang they invested so much in season 82. So, halftime, I really couldn't talk to anyone. Everyone was so focused. People are like um, telling each other advice. Sometimes you'd hear people screaming or whatever. Like, bakit mo yun ginawa ba? <laughs> so, I'm just there on the side, just kind of observing. So, yung mga halftime reports ko are centered on observation and what um, these people said during the dugout. And... Um, for women's and men's naman, uh, volleyball, I was able to talk to them more because I think they're more chill. Um, yung women's kasi they already had mindfulness before. So nervousness and excitement and pressure didn't really get to them or they practiced mindfulness talaga during their games. Sa men's volleyball naman, di ba? Alam niyan. Party-party, have fun. I mean, yung mga advice ni coach, parang, oh, gawin niyo lang yung ginagawa niyo. <laughs> Ang saya-saya talaga. Because, um, When we went in this season, nanalo na sila against Atene. I'm so sorry, Franny, pero that was such a big milestone for the team. It really boosted everyone's confidence. And it was uh, such a great time for uh, for the men's volleyball team. After naman, it really depends. Um, I usually sabay with the boss sa uh, mga teams namin. And the women's volleyball team, they really like having dinner after games. And the men's volleyball team naman, it depends kasi wala masyadong funding din sa men's volleyball team. So, whatever happens, that's um, 
that's what happens. Whatever goes, goes. For the men's basketball team, their schedule is super jam-packed. They have sponsored dinners or they have um, something else happening after the game. Pero usually, we sumasabay na kami sa bus to be brought to UP and everyone's just asleep. Everyone's just really, really tired after the game. So, we just value our times alone in the quiet bus. <laughs> okay! Okay. 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 To our viewers, uh, we're experiencing a little technical difficulties. Please there you go. Know. I think this is better. Yeah, kind of. Oh, better. better than yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's move on to Franny. Uh, how about you on pregame rituals? I touched on this before um, in one of my vlogs for SNA. It was a very fun blog, very interesting blog. Because um, I think, you know, people, um, when they see these players on the court, they just see them how they are on the court, not knowing that these guys or girls have so many things that they do before they even start playing. And, for example, come as a basketball team, um, our ritual is the night before we eat cake. Not everyone has this ritual. But in the with the managers, we eat like a small slice of chocolate cake. Um, and then on the bus, everyone has to sit in the same seat. Even me, even the managers. Um, when we get there, there's a manager assigned to buy Starbucks drinks for um the coaches and some players. And temper that's everyone's own money. So it's very it's funny when someone's not paying because they need their drink, right? Then, what else? Um, some players have specific food that they have to eat depending on the venue. Um, like Yanni mentioned earlier, so the basketball team, we have mass before every game. Um, it's something that they do not skip out on. So there's really mass every game. And they... I think it's good for them too. It helps them to settle down. Um, aside from that, oh, there's even um, specific snacks inside. There's like a Nutella jar and that's Anne's Nutella mm-hmm. jar. I got from it once, not knowing that it was for Anne's. Um, but it's fine. He didn't get mad. He was happy to share it. So there are people who it's a PB&J. Um, and then halftime... Um, I don't know. I was very focused. I don't spend too much time with the team in the in the um dugout because that's for them and then we have to go report. And then after the game everyone goes their own way. Um for the volleyball team. Um we all ride the bus on the way also. Um more or less the same seating arrangement. Oh, the night before we also all eat together and it has to be in the same place every every single time so for us it was rice tops um with closed 
last week in Katipunan as a lot of businesses are closing. And Coach O actually messaged me like, paano na yan? Paano na yung pre-game meal natin? And syempre, I have to, he, 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 Coach O is very, very, very superstitious. So I have to go also. I have to sit in the same place because I already started when they were winning. All those things. And actually, compared to the basketball team, like the volleyball team, I don't talk to as much before games. I try to talk to them the night before or even two days before because they're very focused and they like to stay in the in the zone. And same goes for like the halftime. The halftime and I think post game are the same as the basketball team. Same also for the men's volleyball team. And it's I don't know. It's funny because, like, I think my I have my own superstitions that developed because of them. I had like a pair of shoes that I would not wear because those are the the, the two times I wore those shoes in season eighty when we lost. So they were like, "Franny, if you ever wear those shoes to a game again, just don't even report." So I was like, "Whoa, okay, I'm so sorry." Or like they know na. I have to be pacing like at the start of the game, practicing my report back and forth. Parang if I'm not doing that, parang they'll think na something's wrong sometimes. Or like it's everything has to happen the way it's been happening, and if something feels different, they notice it and they want it to stop. Like they want they'll really say like, "Are you okay? Like what's wrong with you? We have a game. Where's your head? Like." Aren't you in the zone? Well, given that Ateneo is the premier team that everyone's trying to beat, for the seven other teams, now you know how to beat Ateneo. One, go to church. Two, <laughs> two you have to go Starbucks first. Three, someone, please, number three, find and steal Ange Kwame's Nutella. Come on. Nutella. This is how we're going to win. And yeah, ako na yun. Ako na yun, guys. I got you. Thank I you, got this. Someone find that man's Nutella jar. Or, baka pwedeng hanapin niyo ano, yung shoes niya, ano, ni Franny. At ipasood. Hindi mo tinry, Franny. Tanggalin yung malas sa season 82. Medyo malakas-lakas naman yung team, eh. There was one game. I wore different shoes. And then... We were. I think this was the FEU game when we were behind at halftime. Exactly <laughs> that day, I had. I I brought my other pair because I came from something. I I think I had a presentation in school or something. So after I changed my shoes, and then <laughs> I just want to risk it because they would they would they might blame me. And then after that, I think I ch- I tested it again. I tested the same shoes, and then we won the run. So. They're like, ah, whether you can wear the nice shoes, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so courtside reporters also have like our own superstitions. Tapos ano? Tapos kami pa yung pinapagalitan kapag nanatali yung team. Alam mo parang ha? <laughs> okay. Kaya tayo tibo magaling. I have a question for both of you. No, um, UP and Ateneo recently has been a a good ano na, a good rivalry right the battle of katipunan uh, and finally we're actually winning um i know you guys all start in one room when you guys get your makeup when you guys get your ano is there some sort of a uh, uh, competition na feeling you know na parang pati kayong dalawa magkalaban you know is that is there no. like 
Because I, I see I see Jaime sometimes with with other courtside reporters when I go to the back. So for you guys, is there like a, a little uh, tense? <laughs> Actually, lahat kami nagpa-plastikan. Joke lang! <laughs> joke lang, joke lang, no! As in, no! As in, it would just be a joke. Like, a running joke na lang inside. Like, the broadcast room. Kaganin yung mga director. Uy, matalo ka naman para ano na. Interesting yung ano, yung standing or labanan. Pero wala talaga kaming ano, like, anything. It's so warm actually and thankfully naman hindi nag-extend sa amin yung competition sa amin pa ba mag-aano pa kami i mean <laughs> dami ng stress nag-report pa kami tapos mag-aaway-aaway pa kasama <laughs> ko nga si Yani sa mga kalokohan ko like we dressed up for halloween which was so fun and the other quite tender part is i think rain also dressed up but another quite tender part is like why and we're like why not right we're so cute yeah so that was we had extra air time We were airtimed in a different game just because we were, we had costumes. So in terms of competition, parang wala. We're all we're all close. We're all good friends. Okay. Eh, wala walang tea. <laughs> If I can ask, no guys, uh, bakato may onting tea. Tignan natin, tignan natin. So yung pinaka hot topic sa UAP right now comes with the cancellation of UAP for season 83. So I think the hot topic there was before they canceled it, they were saying that they would want to continue with the televised sports, specifically men's basketball and women's volleyball, before you know eventually choosing to just cancel the whole season along, and then start fresh, hopefully, kung pwede na, season 80, I don't know, 83 and a half bar, 84, next next August. So what are your what are your guys' thoughts on it? Um, do you guys do you guys agree with the decision or would you guys have preferred na we could have did a sat a, a smaller version of the AP for this year? Um, can I go first? Sure, sure. For me, I think I think it was the right call. Um, the UAAP is more than just the men's basketball and women's volleyball. And I understand them from a business standpoint why they would like to go through with those. They were planning to go through with just those two sports because, admittedly, you know, you have to get funding for all of this. You need to find, well, right now with the pandemic, you need to find a venue for it to host a bubble. And it's hard to do with um, all these teams. And what more if, you know, you have to take into account that these are still students. And we don't want to put their health and their safety at risk because it. And I mean, it's also really unfair. I mean, um, if you're a senior playing your last year with the football team, the baseball team, I have friends who are really looking forward to it, but they find out that they're only going to prioritize the men's basketball and women's volleyball teams just because those two have the popularity. Um, I don't think it's. It's right. It's it right with the spirit of the UAAP. I mean, it is sad because you have a lot of careers put on hold, a lot of players who won't get to play their final years or who may opt to just go straight to the pros. But I think it is the right call because you know um, we're expecting August September to be much better for the country for everyone. Hopefully vaccinated. Um, but 
I feel like it's better that we push through with it, giving opportunity to more athletes from different sports to participate rather than just have a few represent the schools. Because I mean, um, the UAAP schools are not just the basketball team or the women's volleyball team. Like I love them. I love them from high school, but there's so much more to Ateneo, UP, and the other schools than, you know, than just them. Right, right. What about you, Yanni? I think Franny put it really nicely. So I would like to copy-paste that answer. (laughs) 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 Franny really said it really well. And it's really sad nga talaga na na-cancel yung UAAP and but it, it's weird nga if they pursue it na just two sports. I, when it, when the news broke out, I have a lot of friends then um, from the other sports and they were so sad. Like, bakit ganun ganun? And we're dealing with students. Like, I was, we were also thinking, so how are they gonna go to class? Like, online classes sila sa hotel or whatever in the bubble? And how will they manage this? if ever there was a UAAP bubble that comes out. Tapos naisip na namin, o oh, paano na yung broadcast team? They have to be in there. The core side reporters, will they be students? And that's another health risk. And it's just, I think the UAAP also knows kasi the entire picture of paano gumagalaw yung mga different schools and different teams. So I think they were able to decide on what's best at the moment. I mean, none of us want to go out. So why would we want to get students to prioritize their sports rather than them being students, diba? All right. So, yeah, uh, actually, we agree with that. I mean, for context, well, general championship is always to USD and LaSalle, and they're not always winning basketball or volleyball. So there's je- definitely more in the UAAP. Yeah. So thank you for those, uh, Yanni and Franny. So one more question before we end, just a little lighthearted. What's your favorite personal moment that you experienced being a courtside reporter for your respective school? Let's start with Yanni first. What was your favorite moment in your first season with the UP Maroons? Favorite moment? Um, actually, there are a lot of fa- you know people keep on asking us this, and <laughs> it's just so hard to think about every time you're asked this, because I feel like there's something that I think about. Naman afterward, the, after the interview, I'm like, "Oh, what happened?" Palato, tasa hindi ko nasabi. Pero um, I would like to clarify: every moment is such a memorable moment with our teams, and I just really appreciate in my end how I was welcomed to our teams. Um, aside from being the courtside reporter, like what you see on TV, we're there with them, preferably 24-7. Preferably. Or when we're, when we're sleeping, that's the only time we're not with them or something like that. But uh, I'm really grateful that sinama nila ako sa mga stuff na, na hindi naman required akong sumama. Or di naman ako required na pumunta. So actually, the basketball team pala, pre-game ritual... The coaches have their own pre-game ritual. Nagba-barbecue sila prior to a game. Diba? Diba? So yung ano, yung barbecue sa CHK, yun yun. Tapos, if there's extra food, <laughs> sa cheer dance na, na, na nakikikain din. So, that's something that they always invite me to. And I really appreciate it. So, women's naman, my favorite 
um, <coughs> opportunity with the women's volleyball team was they invited me to their pre-season and um, bonding um, in the beach. So I was able to go there. Tas the day before lang ako in Oh, Yanni, sumama ka. Oh, tas sabi ko, I'm ready for this moment. Basketball prepared me for this Kalat Karen moment. <laughs> so, okay. So, sinama nila ako for that. And I was able to really get to know them as people and their journey to getting to volleyball. And so, yung mga moments na ganyan. Yung men's volleyball, their practice is actually at 6 a.m. And they told me, you don't need to go to practice. And then I was like, Nagugulat sila whenever I am in practice with the men's volleyball team at 6 a.m. Sabi nila, Uy! And it's like every time I go, nagugulat sila. Pero I'm there like all the time. And then I bring Chucky kasi our coach really likes Chucky. I also like Chucky. So sinasabay ko. May daladala na rin ako. I'm like a child. I swear. I'm like this little girl like crossing. And they're all so tall. So those are the moments that aren't caught on camp. Pero those are the moments that are very close to my heart and I really bonded with the team because of it. All right. Thank you, Annie. How about you, Franny? Your favorite moment? Hard. <laughs> um, I think I agree with Yanni. The moments that we have with the teams off the court are so much better than what we experience with them on the court. They make what happens on the court feel even sweeter um i guess for example would be um with the basketball team when they got the 16-0 that felt so much better because i got to experience all the hard work um behind the scenes and then getting to enjoy all the experiences getting to that point so that was really nice with them and i mean for me, for um me, the little girl who grew up like who would who skip one of her classes in grade school to watch um UAP games, it was nice to finally be Jessica Mendoza in that moment. Like we'll never forget that. Um, I think with the volleyball team, it was really nice because I know. I knew how hard it was for them with a new coach, with um, star players playing their last year, and then all the pressure, um, especially, you know, from alumni, from fans, because volleyball fans are a different breed. I mean, they're great, but they're more vicious, I would say. And um, I saw them. I was with them for their tears. I was with them when they won games they didn't they weren't 100 percent sure they could win and so when they finally won um nothing could like compare to that moment and then they took me with them to Boracay. so like a little bias <laughs> that was fun also because we all finally got to enjoy and it was kind of sad gonna, i mean it's super sad that my time with the women's and men's volleyball teams were cut short i'm sure yanni also feels the same because the season got cut short for them. And it was nice also like with the men's volleyball team um, seeing how much fun they are. And it was nice that for them to have them or to have men's volleyball being given um, the spotlight for once 
especially coming from the SEA Games and how well um, the men's volleyball team did then. And it was fun because I wanted to show their personalities off the court and the vlogs. I wanted to talk about them and their stories. And I couldn't, but they were very thankful. I think it was nice because like when the season was canceled, I got to talk to them and be like, I'm so sorry I didn't have more time with you guys. I was so excited. And they felt the same way. And it's all around, I think, a lot of relationships, friendships made with all these athletes, um, coaches, managers, the broadcast team that I think I will cherish forever and always keep with me. Yeah, as someone who works uh, for the UPMBT and for someone who worked for Tab Baldwin for a summer, I do uh, agree with both of you. I really know how much these guys work hard. And also seeing, of course, all those other teams. Because, you know, I'm from CHK and I also interned in Moro. So, you know, guys, I know I know what you guys see. And for you guys to be there... Uh, Definitely a good experience for you guys. Um, okay. Before we finish, I just want to ask. Uh, there's a quest. There is a question. The comment section from Miss Ian Salvador. Uh, we did talk about earlier that uh, how you guys, how you guys uh, made your relationships with the uh, coaches, with the players. But her question is, how important do you think it is to actually build? The, the the relationship for a courtside reporter and a and the team you know you guys are not really part of the team you're part of ABS-CBN but how important is it uh, Yanni I just want to say ganyan pala yung ano natin attire natin for today kasi ano blue and maroon tayo Juanito yes dapat balance <laughs> out dapat balance Stay out safe. dapat balance out I know ito <laughs> Sana hindi ka nanonood, Noah. Uh, I haven't returned it, so... <laughs> wow! <laughs> okay, so for my um, answer, it's super important that you build these relationships because um, when I first came in for Courtside, they would also tell like the stories of the previous Courtside reporters and you know how we can learn from them. So... It's really better if you have a relationship with the players and the team, the coaches, the team managers. Because what was taught to us is everything and everyone can have a story that you can um, talk about. So uh, the stories, naman, they don't really come talaga from the athletes per se. But the things that are happening around and uh, what you observe. So it's just easier then to ask athletes, siguro, touchy subjects that um, might need to be addressed uh, on air, pero because you know them, you know how to phrase it, you know how to um, tell it to your anchors and analysts in a way na it doesn't make the athlete be put in a bad light when maganda naman talaga intentions nila in the first place. So, parang it's just really understanding them. Like, um, kunwari in news, because I, I come from a media course, so what was, what we learned in our course is how can you report about something or how can you really uh, wholeheartedly and holistically talk about something if you aren't understanding them from the grassroots levels? And that's why we get poverty porn and that's why we get all of these different um, manipulations of uh, situations kasi hindi talaga naiintindihan kung saan galing yung story and saan galing yung tao. So 
it's I think we make it a point to build relationships with the athletes. Pero really have to balance it out because some athletes have different parang um, boundaries. And actually, I was asking Franny about this um, before. Parang Franny, how do you ask? How do you talk to you mga medyo kilala na, na athletes? Um, how do you kind of um, connect with them in a way that they know that you're genuine and not just there for the reports and stuff like that. And I really like hearing yung stories ni Boom kasi he would say na he and Jet Manuel, I think they have a really strong connection. And there are some things na Jet was able to tell Boom, pero it's not something that he could tell on air. But um, he could just rephrase it in a way na is able to give value pa rin sa audience, pero it doesn't compromise na the integrity of the player. So um, it's super important for us to build relationships and understand kung saan sila nanggaling. Rani? Um, I mean, Yanni kind of said it all, but I think <laughs> it's important because when you build that trust with whoever you're talking to, they don't feel any they're not scared to tell you i think how things are like they're honest um they tell it to you straight and they just trust that you know what's okay to share on air and what's not okay to share and removing that um barrier or that fear that they might have makes for super honest conversations and it makes for better stories better reports that i think Um, you know, the players or the coaches really appreciate too because, um, you know, we're still being honest because that's our um, that's our responsibility as the reporters and to the broadcasting to be honest about these things. But it's also, you know, being honest and respectful to our subjects or the people that we work with because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're the we're the bridge between you know these players and the broadcast team and if we don't work on improving that relationship and if we don't try to strengthen that um trust then there's not a good story to be told on air for the audience thanks guys so for the for the person who asked i think the bottom line is building the relationship builds the trust so when we get both of it it's good for the players, it's good for the media, it's good for the fans, it's a win-win situation for all. Uh, thanks guys for, you know, I just want to greet everyone who's watching. Uh, Sir Mikey Reyes, thank you for watching. Bigatin! Jaime Escalon, our loyal viewer. My Kuya, mm-hmm. Kuya Jaime, uh, thanks for watching, Kuya. Uh, Darren Arevalo. <laughs> Darren Arevalo. Uh, Nathan De Guzman. Migs. Girlfriend. Hannah. What's up, Hannah? To my... Hi, Kat. <laughs> to your one. Sariling shoutout. To my love. Wow. To Aya. Hi, Aya. Of course. To Luis. Girlfriend. To Javi's girlfriend. Sana dumating ka na soon. Kung gusto niya. 
Anyway, and to everyone who's watching, thank you guys. Thank you for watching. This one's a really solid episode. Uh, we loved both Yanni and Franny on this one. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Yanni yeah, and Franny, just before we close, um, maybe you'd like to give a shout out to uh, anybody out there. Um, now is the time. Feel free. Um, shout out to Jaime. Hi, Jaime. Thank you for <laughs> connecting us. Um, for making this episode possible. Shout out to the sports fans that are so deeply deprived of sports, trying to find a way. Sports will be back. Sports will always come back. And um, shout out to my mom, my dad. I think that's all. Okay. Shout out to Jaime. Wow, shout out <laughs> Grabe <laughs> siya. Grabe, three points. <laughs> Sana nagano ka, ha? nagstay ka hanggang dulo. Ang daming shout out. Sikat ka, Jaime. Sikat ka. <laughs> Pero yeah, we're supposed to have an IG live today. Pero we begged off muna for, to, to give way for the guesting here. Yep, thank so, you. Thank you, Yanni. It's, it's thank an you. honor. Thank you for having us. Um, Yeah, uh, shout out. Shout out to lot na no, no, no. Thank you guys for giving your time for us, you know. <laughs> um, ay grabe ina ano, pinipiga ko na to, guys, kasi kailan pa ba mag-shout out dito, 'di ba? Um, shout out sa lahat ng fans. Eh, oh yes, yes. What Franny said, sports will be back. Um, pipigain natin for the next year, pero it will be back full swing once again. Just stay tuned sa amin and thankfully we have podcasts like this or podcast or you know, shows like this too. Fill in the void of sports while we try to recover. So thank you guys again for having us and for letting us talk about um, our conversations and our experiences in the UAAP. Shout out um, to Mikey Reyes. You're the best. On behalf of the whole SROPH team, Yanni and Franny, we're very, really, we're really very glad that you guys joined us for today's episode. And um, um, for those who aren't able to watch our episodes on our Facebook Live, you can catch us on Spotify, listen to our audio, just search uh, Standing Room Only PH on the search bar. And don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts. We are on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash SROPH. On IG, we are at SROPH. And also, um, don't forget, uh, again, to... Uh, Catch us on our later episodes. This will be our last episode for the year um, before we hit the holidays. Um, on behalf of the whole SROPH team, we're wishing everyone a blessed holiday season. Stay safe, everybody. For Juanito, Migs, and Luis, for Yanni and Franny, this is Javi Palanya. We are the voice of the sixth man from the fifth stand. This is Standing Room Only PH. Over and out. Bye. Okay.